0: Hey, it's Joe Girard with the Sales Hero Podcast, where you're going to learn some cool stuff about psychology, influence, neuroscience, how to create those repeatable best practices and systems, and building your bulletproof mindset. You can also find me on my blog at joegerard.ca and at salesheroacademy.com. Now, today, we're talking about listening and questioning, I found this power tip This past year that I've been using with clients and man has it been awesome I've also been training the teams that I work with and it's really really simple on building your empathy and building this what I call a three-part sales conversation which absolutely opens up your dialogues in a way better way Uh, this also has a blog post so you can check out that link as well for more content it's all about keeping it simple having fun and getting back to helping more people buy from you so let's get started Hey, what's going on? I'm excited today uh, to share with you a tip that I've been using quite often with my clients and during some of my trainings, something that's really helped me uh, connect more with, with with customers, in my relationship, and it's just, it's awesome. And it's actually, um, it's a really surprisingly simple thing that you can do to increase engagement with people you're talking to and really demonstrate that you're listening. And so today's post um, is all about sales and listening techniques, but don't think just about sales. Think about everybody that you interact with and how you can use this for them. So this one is about the best sales listening technique, trees, trees. That's the title I came up with. So my question, my first question is, how well in your day-to-day do you really listen? I mean, like really listen to people. And this super tip is, like I said, anything you can use any day to strengthen your question and listening skills and your relationships. And once I was, once I was made aware of this, it's completely transformed the way that I have initial conversations with people. The first thing, which I love to say is women know everything. Okay. So to be honest, this tip was actually given to me by my girlfriend, um, last year. And she came to me um, to talk about uh, relationship stuff, you know, those fun talks. And I just—I've given her a big shout out here. She is, uh, by the way, an amazingly talented ballerina. She was just up in Alaska um, performing uh, the ballet Giselle, and uh, she absolutely killed it. She was awesome. I was so excited, and I went up there and I surprised her uh, the day of the show to uh, watch her perform. And man, she is just such a talent. And on the post here, I've got some links to some pictures, and oh man, it was just great. To see her in this international performance, anyways, I'm gushing a bit. Um, last year, she came to me with this article, and we're always talking about our relationship and different things we can do, and and how we can be, you know, better for each other. And one of the things that I know I'm notorious for is I always think like the stuff that I'm saying is important, and I always want to say all this stuff, but often I find myself not the best listener that I could be as possible. So that's me, you know, a little bit of honesty here. Um, but she came to me with this this thing that she had read this article about what makes a successful long-term relationship, you know, hint, hint. And this, this thing that she shared with me is now a fundamental piece of my sales training when I work with people, because it's really, really that powerful. So here's what happens is there's a man and a woman, you know, standing on a porch and they're looking out um, at, uh, you know, just outside. And the woman says to the man, oh, look at how beautiful those trees are. And when I talk to people, I always ask, what do you think the typical man response is? And usually it's one of three things. It's like, uh-huh, or, well, that's nice. Or the worst one is, what trees, right? <laughs> and it's totally normal. But what happens when when somebody, if, if she says, look at how beautiful those trees are, and the man says, uh-huh, or, oh, yeah, those are nice. What happens? You end up killing the conversation, Right. So, how many times in our, in our days do we kill conversations? And what, what I did is I started thinking about what really happens during communication and how much is really involved. And the way I look at it is, let's think a little bit deeper about, you know, the complexity of communication. So, the woman looks out and she sees these trees. So, she uses her eyes to see. Then she has that vision as a thought. And that thought gets processed into an idea that she wants to communicate. So, she decides to communicate that. So, she forms her lips and her tongue into a way and she then pushes air through her lips and her tongue in a way to like vibrate the air in front of her and these vibrations then travel through the air magically to the ear of the man vibrating the cochlea in the inner ear that inner ear then translates that vibration into nerve impulses which enters his brain and processed as an idea and a new thought and then he makes the conscious decision to go uh-huh think about that for a second in our day to day people are saying things they're going through all of this magical energy and it, that's what we talked about last night over dinner this is magic it's mag- we're vibrating the air in a way that is basically like telepathy i have a thought and i want to put it in your head so i'm making my body do something to go Ugh! Onto you, it's just as simple as doing that, like Morse code or just making noises. This is how people communicate. And then when somebody nullifies that with a uh uh-huh or that's nice, we kill that conversation. So the tip here is, is when she says, hey, look how beautiful those trees are. The man is supposed to say, what is it about those trees that you find beautiful? Now we have a conversation. What is it about those trees that you find Beautiful. Using those words and saying, you know what? There's a reason you said it. I am going to tend to that story and I want to hear from you. Now, we have used the magic of communication and created a dialogue between two people and a connection. And this this one idea, this this little thing has changed the way I communicate because it's made me completely aware of what a crappy listener I've been many, many times. So I got to thank Ursula again for sharing this with me and make me a better listener. She's awesome. And so the, the funny part about this is I do a lot of work um, with women in sales. And when I share this with them, they always laugh. And then when I share the realization, they're really empathetic with their customers. Because they get what it feels like to be on the other end of the conversation. Guys, not so much. They're a little bit more work. <laughs> um, so now, how do we apply this to sales? Put this into a context. Uh, I've got videos and stuff on question skills. One of the things I love is spin selling, where you use um, the situation, problem, implication, and need payoff, some really cool stuff, and there's a link there. And these are great questions you can ask. But you want to be uh, avoid being a question interrogator uh, with your with your customers. And not just ask question after question. True selling is trying to create this two-way dialogue that creates understanding. So when you seek to understand that person, you want to help frame the problem. And then, then you can outline a solution. Only then. And that's the success for any relationship. Uh, just like we talk about women and men, men always rush to solve the problem. Don't we, guys? I know I'm bad for it and I'm trying to get better. So when I hear, you know, I've had a tough day, instead of saying, oh, well, here's what you should do, I should say, what about your day have you found tough? Right? And I see it happen all the time. So my question is, is do you do you kill the conversation or you tend to their story? And when somebody shares information with you, do you hold on to that like a really valuable piece of something or do you simply skip it and move on? Right? And so here are some examples that I've given up. Uh, of how you can actually put this in action. For example, you're a fitness coach and you ask a customer about a challenge they're having with their fitness. They tell you they're worried about sticking to their goals. So your normal response could be, oh, well, that's normal. And what we do is blah, blah, blah. And here's what we're going to do and blah, blah, blah. Or here's how we're going to get you to stick to your goals. Instead of saying that, which may be totally right, and it could be great information, use what they said and ask for clarification. Say, what about your goals? Do you think it's going to be hard to stick to? And you'd be surprised it may not be what it is, what you think it's it, what you assume it was. The next one, let's try this. You sell marketing services and your customer shares with you that they don't think social media works for their market. So you may want to tell them all the reasons they're wrong and how it could work and all this great stuff and stats that prove them different. Or you could just simply ask, what is it about social media that you think doesn't work for your market? How about this example? You sell printers. You discuss printing needs with a customer and they tell you that they would like to switch to you as a supplier, eh, but they're worried about the headache of switching. You know, it seems like a lot of work. So a normal response would be to reassure them and say, oh, don't worry, we're going to make it easy. We're going to do this and blah, blah, blah. And here's what's going to happen. And it's okay because we do this all the time. Blah, 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 right? Instead, why don't you just ask them, what about switching is going to give you headaches and worries? Let's talk about that for a sec. Now, they're going to tell you exactly what you need to focus in on so you can come up with a collaborative solution together, okay? How about this? Well, my background, this is a sweet spot. You work in education as an admissions advisor. So basically, you're trying to help students come to school, right? A potential student calls and says they want to make a career change because they're not happy with their job. So the typical answer is, oh, well, don't worry. You're in the right hands. We've got great programs and here's what we're going to do, blah, blah, blah. We just jump in and say all the stuff, right? Instead, the best question would be, what is it about your job that you're unhappy about? They're going to tell you. And the last example here, you sell consulting services and you ask a potential client what they feel success would mean from in a year from now, if all these things were in place. Maybe they tell you, you know what, that would feel really good. That'd feel great. And most of the time, they're going to tell you that and you're going to say, okay, cool. Here's what we're going to do next. Instead, what you should say is say, you know what, what about that new reality would make you feel great. Get them to dig a bit deeper on that situation. And see, in every one of these instances, and I can do this all day, we identify opportunities to pause, listen, and tend to their story. And that's what I want to challenge you is, are you looking for these opportunities in your conversations or are you just waiting for your turn to speak and say a bunch of stuff? And I always use the example of that skipping rope game, Double Dutch, where you're just waiting to jump in and go blah and say all your stuff. And the big question here is, when was the last time you were listened to, right? This is the major factor in our everyday lives. It's rare that we are truly listened to. By using using these question and listening skills, you actually demonstrate to somebody else that you care, that you heard them, that you want to understand what's going on. It's very rare that people these days listen to each other. And so I always say that the best gift you can give someone is that you're listening to them genuinely, right? And so... You know, when, when I, when I do training for teams, one of the funniest things that I find is that my aha moment is when I say, okay, everybody, why don't you guys share with me the best questions that you ask your, your clients, your customers? And right away, they start just telling me all their best statements or the stuff they tell people. Well, I tell them this and I tell them that and I tell them that. And I say, oh, great. And we write it all down. At the end of it, I say, great. Now let's look at how many of these are statements and how many of these are questions. And we're always shocked to find that, you know what, we do a lot of just telling, right? And we really haven't practiced what are our best question skills. So ask yourself, am I asking lots of questions or am I just waiting for my turn to say all the stuff that I've practiced, right? And how can you listen if you don't ask? And um, you know, like my buddy Michael Bolton likes to say, just thought I'd share that with you for a second here. So let's talk about how we're going to apply that into a sales conversation. I want to simplify this for you and you can use this very, very easy tool. Um, I call it a three part sales conversation and use all three parts in your next dialogue with people. So now that we know that we possibly are missing some opportunities with people, challenge yourself and test this process for your next group of calls. So step one, I want you to create some powerful questions that you're going to use. Make a list of maybe your top three or four questions that get your customers talking, that get them thinking. So something like, you know, why is now a good time to look at this product or service? Or, you know, what were you doing before this? Or who else should be involved in this decision? Or what are you hoping to achieve through this process? See, the key here is to list what works for you and test them. Which ones work? Which ones stall out? And then use those to get people talking. So you're going to find the ones that are more in your sweet spot. The step two, and this is part of this training here, is use the concept of what about those trees do you find beautiful? As you're listening to the answer from the question in step one, Pay close attention to what they say and find one piece of dialogue that you want to dive deeper on. Once they finish speaking, tell them more, um, tell them that you were really interested in that one thing that they were saying and say, you know, and get clarification. Say, can you tell me more about that? You know, what about, you know, this change is making you feel worried or what about this was making you excited? What about that made you laugh and get them to share with you more in depth? You get really good at practicing that. That's the big one. And then the third part is have power statements that are tailored to each scenario. So like I said, is everybody always wants to say, here's all the great stuff I share. And maybe those statements are really, really good. You've rehearsed your, your, you know, your 30-second pitch or all the stuff that you talk about, but that's the third step. Ask a great question. Ask a really good follow-up. How beautiful are those? What about those trees you find beautiful? And then you can say whatever power statement you want. So now you've demonstrated these awesome and rare listening skills. You can confidently tell them an idea on how to move forward. And they're going to be willing and more ready to move forward and listen to what you have to say because you've built trust. The key is to now make this genuinely about the dialogue you've just shared together. And you can really offer a solution based on these shared values. That's the key to everything that you're going to do. And so even in your normal relationships, your day-to-day, when you show that you listen to people and then you provide solutions, you guys are in it together. Otherwise, it's just a sales pitch. Now, this may um, sound simple and easy, And it may sound simple, and it is, but it's not easy, right? It takes practice. You have to make yourself aware of this. And regardless how talented you are, you got to identify gaps in your abilities or processes. And if you're not brutally honest with yourself on these things, you may never realize these gaps and you could be limiting your opportunities. So this is about having fun and really digging into what can I do to show somebody that I care and that I listen to what they're telling me. So in this, take these three pieces and write out a conversation game plan for yourself. that's cut those three parts and see how well you do each week sticking to it. Create a little accountability chart. Test it see what works, what doesn't, keep the stuff that does, throw out the crappy stuff, right? And just see how you progress. And so again, I um, that's it for this. I want to thank uh, my lovely girlfriend, Ursula, uh, for sharing that really cool, juicy nugget of of conversation magic and really giving me this awesome tool that I get to share with people. It's built our relationship stronger and it's made my my sales life a lot easier too. So, um, you know, thanks to her. And, and I really, it's exciting to be able to share this with you guys. Now, one word of caution, Um, If you go and search for Michael Bolton songs and then you click play to listen to make sure it's the right one, be careful you don't let it keep playing because sometimes it goes into a playlist and now you're stuck listening to a bunch of Michael Bolton songs. That's what just happened to me. Um, So you were warned. Make sure you share and like this post. I got a bunch of stuff coming up soon um, that I want to share with you guys. I'm going to do some training and some, I'm thinking of webinars and more podcast stuff. So, you know, feel free to message me, make comments. Let me know what I can do to help you out and how these things are impacting your business and your life. Uh, I look forward to talking to you next time. Have an awesome weekend. Thanks for checking out today's podcast. You know, whether you're just starting out or you have decades of experience, it's conversations exactly like these that can help you get an edge today and in the long term. You can also find me on my blog at joegirard.ca and salesheroacademy.com. Make sure you share this with your friends and colleagues as well. You know, selling is heroic. Because nothing happens in a business unless people buy from you. This is why I want to help you just simplify, have fun, and grow. Let's not only talk about these ideas, but take action and do our best work together. When you invest in yourself and just continuously learn how to sell the right way, you are a hero for your customers and for yourself. So join me next time for another episode of the Sales Hero Podcast.